Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you in this hour. Brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it for you as well right now. In this hour, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Again, you can uh, wager on the Kentucky Derby and watch live racing down at Northlands Park starting uh, Saturday. It's going to be a kicker down there. We'll tell you that some guests on the show receive gift certificates too. Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, north side. Uh, we will get back to our West Lockport text line. There's excellent texts that have come in in the last half hour, and I'll address some of those in and around uh, 145. But right now, we're going to bring aboard Mark Spector, who joins us from Winnipeg, and uh, I'm sure he's having a super time. Spec, how are you? Oh, pretty good, Bobby. Got some pretty decent hockey going on here. You think? I think, man. I'll tell you what. You know, one of the things that's going on here, I've got to make a check here with our Sportsnet stats department because they're way smarter than me. I think scoring's got to be up. We're getting way more goals in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Right? Which is, which yep. is I'm, I'm guessing, but I think I'm probably going to be right. But, you know, we look at goalies. I said to Pecorino this morning, like, we used to just get a goalie and say, if you let in four goals, you couldn't have played very good. I think we've almost got to start thinking that through. Like, Pekka's letting in some goals. I'm not sure he's playing bad, but they're going in. And I kind of like that, Bob. I'm I'm not into those old 2010 or 2012 LA Kings that beat you one nothing every night. Well, uh, all right. So, Mark, is it symptomatic <laughs> of a bigger issue in sport? We just watched the highest scoring combination of Champions League semifinals. In European soccer, I talked in the first hour about Jurgen Klopp, a very progressive-thinking manager, attack-based pressure. We talked about Claire Drake the other day and how he used to coach the Golden Bears, and uh, you know Liverpool's an attack team, and Real Madrid's an and they've played super high-scoring games, and they're positive energy guys, and they don't destroy their young players when they make defensive mistakes. And right. are we seeing the byproduct of an emerging generation that's going to play sport differently and play to win instead of playing not to lose. Are we seeing a bit of that in the NHL? Well, I think it's it's the players will do whatever the coaches tell them to do, okay? Because the players want a job on the team. And the problem's always been that coaches will coach however they can keep their job as the coach of the team, right? I think we'd all agree on that. 
no one wants to get fired. Every player wants ice time. But the difference now is, in the old days, coaches, coaches coached, in the old days, coaches coached to keep the puck out of the net. We don't want to get scored on. If we score, great. But what we really are going to focus on here is let's not get scored on. I think what you're saying, Bob, is it's changing. They're saying to players, go out and score. Get us a bunch of goals. And if one goes in, get back out there and get it back. And that's the attitude. If we get that attitude in hockey where we're trying, we're more focused on scoring and less focused on keeping it out of our net, uh, the fan is the big winner. I'm all over that kind of hockey. Well, and I think it's happened in other sports. Uh, the NFL has opened up its game. There's no question about that. And there's, you know, and the other thing is an entry-level system's in sports that have a cap like hockey, you have to get production on guys on ELCs, do you not? Yeah, young guys who who want to go out and score. But I'm going to tell you, Bob, I don't care how old the kid is. If the coach tells him to line up at center ice, he's going to line up at center ice and defend that way. If the coach says go four check hard, he's going to do that. So yeah, you got young kids, and that means the game's faster. But it only gets better if the coach coaches it better, for my eye. Mark Spector joining us. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Again, you can watch and wager live racing at Northlands Park Saturday. It's also the Kentucky Derby. Uh, that snuck up on us, huh? Well, Kentucky Derby's already coming. Yep, first week of May. Hey, Spec, how about this? Three nothing down for Winnipeg, and in the past, you'd be toast. Like, in, in past years, you'd be done. But this done. has become a different year, hasn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, I covered the... I covered the 04 Stanley Cup final with the Tampa beat uh, Calgary in seven games, and that was the year, and I think the last year, that the team that scored the first goal won every game. So that was definitive, that was, that was emblematic of how they played. You'd score, and then you'd just defend, you know, for the rest of the game, man. And now... 3 nothing lead in the first period. It's not safe. Five minutes, we were five and a half minutes into the second, and the lead was gone. So that's, listen, who doesn't want to watch that hockey? Who doesn't want a game that isn't decide, a 3 nothing lead after 20 minutes? The last 40 used to be dead boring. Not anymore. I think it's great for the game. The one thing I kind of chuckle at is Nashville's got some undersized players that play bigger than they are and are a little bit chirpy and chippy. And when you do that against Winnipeg, you can get tossed around a bit because Winnipeg's got a big, a big team. Oh man, they do. And you know, it's funny in Edmonton, we we talked about a bigger Oilers team last year, and, and you and me love that. Yeah. And it helped them to win. It made them better because they were big and strong, and no one's pushing them around. And then all of a sudden this year, some things went bad. And the, the what was the party line? Oh, they're too big and slow, right? Yeah. I, I think the Jets are showing you that you can be big i'm sure you got to skate i get that you got to be able to get around the ice but it's not a sin to be big in fact i like the fact that the jets are big they put lowry out there you know liney six three wheeler six four uh bufflin is a man mountain he's played you awesome know. he's been incredible oh, this is the best he's ever played he's a he's a superstar defenseman and he's you know, uh, uh, maybe it's early to say those two words together, Con and Smythe. But right now, if we started voting, uh, big buffs in the conversation, man. He is, 
is he's a sight to behold. Shift after shift, he's playing 27 minutes a night here, and Nashville cannot handle him. So, Mark, do you? Do you have, I brought this up earlier. Like I, I admit, I want to look. I predicted Nashville. You know that. Uh, Tampa, Nashville, really from the back half of the season for me, those were the two teams. That being said, I want Winnipeg to win the series, and part of the reason why I want Winnipeg to win the series is because they lost a team and had one come back. And so the fans there, like, we got great fans in Edmonton. You know that. They've kept that building full in Edmonton. The team's missed the playoffs 11 of the last 12 years. This past year it was terribly disappointing. Um, there's lots of frustration out there in oil country. Lots of second-guessing with some of the moves, even the small ones. Like, even, uh, you know, the the move with the goaltender, get, you know, signing a guy oh, on a, or, sure. right, a one-year deal on a guy at $2.5 million, and you got the fan base going well you know Colorado signed uh, you know the Czech goaltender out of the KHL at 700,000 and he's got a better save percentage you know without right. ever seeing right right, right, sure. right right but it comes with the territory because our fans passion have passion right there, baby. so did you hear speaking of the fans did you hear Blake Wheeler's comments on Sportsnet did anybody go further down that path when he talked about the difference between the fans in Nashville and the fans in Winnipeg, because he kind of made it, and he's an American guy, but he kind of made it sound as though what was happening in Winnipeg was more genuine and real. Did you hear well, anything? It, no, it's funny, because Connor Hellebuck, who's American, as so is Wheeler, as you yes. said, uh, had said a bit of the same thing the other day, and, and it's kind of a bit of a, you know, they're paying, they're going out of their way to pay homage to their fans here in Winnipeg, because... You know, you've been to Nashville, Bob. Yes. They, they sort of, they, a lot of it's a little scripted. They yes, do it is. They, it's prompted, man. It's, it's it prompted. Is, but you know what? I'm not here to crap on the Nashville. No, 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 no. But it is. awesome down there. They're going hard. It's, if you like Rick, put it this way. If you like Rick Flair, like I'm working with Dave Campbell and, and Brendan Ulrich. They both like Rick Flair. They'd love Nashville because that's right. what they play. They play down that, they go down that path. You know what I'm saying, Smack? No, for sure. Down that, that. That whole southern rock country, you know, college football thing going on down there. It's fun. Yeah, you, I'm here to tell you, if I'm an Oilers fan, I'm looking for a to follow my team in a road game. There's two towns that you better check off your list before you go anywhere else. One of them's Montreal for the history, and the other one's Nashville for the good times. If you want to watch the Oilers play on the road, go to that building in Nashville. Well, well, we you know we did those Oilers now road trips and. Uh, the New York-Boston trip sold out well. The Montreal trip sold out well. And the uh, Nashville trip sold out well. And all those folks that went to Nashville, they ended up getting a great meet-and-greet. That's all I'm going to say. They got a great yeah. meet-and-greet. They got the right guy at the meet-and-greet. But, yeah, it is it is fun there, but it is also targeted. There's there's a different nuance when you go to what and, and there are American broadcasters in the league that belittle. You got guys in the minors taking shots at Winnipeg. You're, like, in the minors. You know, take taking shots at Winnipeg. Like a guy that wants to get an NHL play by play job and he's chirping Winnipeg. Like I don't get why we need to do that, right? But anyhow, I think uh, it's Winnipeg eats it, you know. They've they've listen, it's cold here. We We get Edmonton, it too. We have all people like, we have totally appreciate it, right? Yeah, we're like Winnipeg's cousin here, right? We just had better sports teams in Winnipeg had. That's a, the biggest difference between Edmonton and Winnipeg. Uh but you know, that's what makes it cool. It's their time here, like Tell you what, this team has not had a lot of luck in hockey, right? They they win a couple Avco Cups and they get into the league, and their reward is the NHL takes away all their good players. And from there on in, Winnipeg is on the hind 
Pete behind Edmonton and Calgary the whole way through, right? Yeah. Then they lose their team. Then they get it yeah. back. They still suck for the longest time. I mean, finally, man, since look at all the success Edmonton's had since those two teams went from the WHA to the NHL. Winnipeg hasn't had a nickel of that until right now. They've been waiting 30 years. Mark, they never won a second-round playoff game until they won in Nashville. Think right. about like, This is the first time they've ever had a second-round series where the opponent wasn't Gretzky and Messier in their prime. Right? So good for Winnipeg. Like They've paid their dues, man. The fans here are, are thirsty for some success, and, and they're getting it. This, I'll tell you, watching these two teams play, I think Winnipeg's a better team than Nashville is, Bob. They're out playing them right now. There's no question. When we come back, we're going to hit on a couple other series, including Washington and Pittsburgh. And you know what? Nazem Kadri got suspended three games uh, with the Maple Leafs against Boston. And I think that influenced that more than people can talk. Well, Anderson got outplayed by Rask in the final game or Matthews didn't do this. I think the suspension to Kadri hurt the Leafs a lot. And I'm going to go down that path with Tom Wilson when we return with Mark Spector. He's in Winnipeg, and this is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, it's 120 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. What happened there? Oh, there it is. Something's going on with my headset. Never was a technical genius when it came to all this radio equipment stuff. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Dave Campbell with you. We've got Mark Spector in Winnipeg. Stoffer and Spector again for Horse Racing Alberta. A reminder to watch and wager on live racing and the Kentucky Derby this Saturday at Northlands Park. We bring Speck back aboard from the thriving metropolis known as Winnipeg. Speck, I'm with you. Right now, Okay, and again, I picked Nashville at the start of the series, but right now the Jets are are the better team in the series. So I'm with you on that. Um, I want to ask you about, uh, we, we've discussed a bit, you know, last fall, Shovel Day Off and Paul Maurice uh, got extensions and there were a lot of people critical of that. Could you maybe shed some light on the impact of Craig Heisinger in the uh, Jets organization? Well, Craig Heisinger, I don't even know what his official position is, but he's a, obviously in charge of all of their uh, amateur scouting for sure, and obviously uh, he's involved with some pro scouting as well, but he is the, if you were to go to central casting and say, send me a hockey scout, <laughs> they'd send you this guy. Like, he's been, he's one of those rink rat hockey guys who who has, he's just got an eye, man. I think the best way to describe Craig Heisinger is he was the guy that said, I think Mark Shifley's going to be such a good player that we're going to pick him way ahead of where everybody else thinks he should go. Okay. And they picked him. Where did they pick him, Bob? Where, where did he seventh go? Seventh in 2011. Right. He goes seventh when guys had him down in the 20s, some teams. Yep. And 
everyone said, what are you guys doing picking this guy? Why didn't you trade down and get him later? And now you got Mark Shifley, who is, you know, is he quite possibly the second-line center on the next Team Canada behind Connor McDavid? <laughs> you know, like he is really good. And all these guys, they've dra- Kyle Connor, right? Absolute steal and a really, really good player. Uh, Kyle Lowry turning out to be a good player. Josh Morrissey is an excellent young defenseman. Uh, Connor Hellebuck. Hey, you know, hey, hey Spack, 24 years old. Spack, I, I got to just interrupt. Sorry, you said Kyle Lowry, and you meant Adam Lowry. But oh, uh, I will say this: if Craig Heisinger helped the uh, Toronto Raptors pick Kyle Lowry, he's a better yeah, scout than I thought. I've been watching basketball lately. I'm thinking Kyle Lowry. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I I had to do it. Only you're right. He's that good of a scout. He got him too. He even got the basketball player. But yeah. anyway, the, listen. Their draft. This is a draft developed team. Look how good they are and how young they are and how many of their own guys are playing on this team. And you can thank Craig Heisinger for pretty much every one of those guys. Yeah, he's sort of been the subtle behind the scenes. He's a subtle guy. Like, you you see some guys. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have a, one of their management te- And Norm McIver's the, the nicest man in the world to deal with. Very understated guy. But they've got another guy in their group that, man, he, you're like, oh, you win 19 Stanley Cups or something? Like, wow. And uh, But when you meet guys like Norm McIver, who is a former player, Craig Heisinger, who is an equipment guy, they're understated, quiet men. You wouldn't necessarily, they're not loud talkers or big shot guys or anything like that, but they know right. what they're doing. Mark, yeah, the, wa- the guy you want. Your organization, the Washington Capitals. Tom Wilson, three-game suspension. For me, it was only a matter of time. Well, it was, and the only thing that gets me, Bob, is sort of the the incident itself. I didn't think that that was that bad a hit. I know the kid got hurt, uh, but you know he hit him from the front. He, they both looked at each other. They, they, you know, everybody knew the hit was coming. Uh, everyone kind of dipped their shoulder and went in for contact. So my point was, I didn't. What I think happened here, I really think happened here, is Gary Bettman said to George Peros and the Department of Player Safety, "Let's, uh, we got to do something here. We have to make a statement with Tom Wilson because we can't just sit around and wait till he hurts someone in a fashion that we're ready to suspend for. He's hurting too many people." And yeah. it, he's a serial injury guy, and he's a predator, and let's give this kid a few days off and make him think about the style he's playing. And because he can skate, and he's a powerful guy, and the game has changed, right? Like, even though the games are a little bit higher scoring, the days of teams just sending another guy out there to grab Wilson, separate him from the herd, and beat the snot out of him, those days are gone, man, right? Like, totally like, gone. Like, I mean, totally and now, Pittsburgh is being criticized because they made the Ryan Reeves trade. And they had Ryan Reeves, but they had picked up Alexiak from uh, Dallas after getting Ryan Reeves and then turned around and flipped Ryan Reeves to Vegas because Vegas thought they might need a little bit of muscle if they went L.A.-Anaheim back-to-back. I mean, the whole reason why they went out and got Ryan Reeves was in case they played Anaheim, Las Vegas. So they didn't play him. And uh, it is interesting with Tom Wilson because he, you know what, he, and he has a little bit of a reputation, Mark, of being a spot picker. Like, he's not a guy – Reeves did a real number on him a couple of years ago. We're going to have Al May on the show tomorrow. I, I'm oh, good. Sure he'll have a little bit different perspective on this. So, uh, Boston – It's ta- a different league, Bob. Alexiak, you know, Alexiak tried to fight him the other night. Uh, but years ago, 
First of all, uh, you don't ever like a guy like Tom Wilson who who hurts a player and then laughs about it on the yeah. bench. I don't like that guy. Yeah, we didn't like when Zach Cassian made fun of Sam. No, nope, not, not at all. Gone. No, we didn't like that. And I'll say this: Zach Cassian better get a little bit of his bite back because he was oh, way no way that. too easy to play against last year for the Oilers. Uh, yeah, no question. But the, 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 what's changed here is Tom Wilson doesn't have to answer the bell to yeah. Alexiak. The way in the old days there was, you know, you, people laugh about the honor system and all that. When when you erased a player and and hurt and injured a smaller player with a hit, clean or not, you you had to drop your gloves and you had to fight with someone. And that's just how the game used to be played. We can say we don't like that anymore. We've grown past that. I get that. But all that does is for Tom Wilson is he doesn't have to fight anybody. He doesn't have to fight Alexiak. Yeah, and and he gets away with that. You wouldn't have got away with that in the old days. All right. So, uh, can Washington beat Pittsburgh, Mark? I hope so. <laughs> don't you? It'd be good for the league, and for those of us that don't want to see the Pittsburgh Penguins three Pete, Yes. Yeah, I I mean I've got we've you know we've all got the ultimate respect for Pittsburgh. What a program, right? And Sidney Crosby's the greatest player in the game. Like, no disrespect for Pittsburgh. But, you know, poor old Washington. Like, they've put together a pretty darn good for team. For a long there, time. Yeah. For a long time. They do it right in Washington. They spend the money. They they put together a hell of a team. They entertain us year in, year out. I love watching that team play. And they can't ever get past the second round because they can never beat Pittsburgh. So Let's hope I, they do I'm, it. Right. I'm ready to see six, some that fan base. I'm ready to see them have some success. And to, why can't they enjoy a win over Pittsburgh? I think they've taken enough kicks in the teeth here, Bob. I would suggest that we'd all be happy to see Caps fan get a win here. How about Brendan? I mean, poor guy. Oh, no, he's not that <laughs> poor today. He's down in Mexico. Hey, Speck, tell me this. Next Tuesday, if this thing's over in five, are you back at Edmonton? Yeah, if it's over in five, we'll be back at Edmonton. I don't like the chances of that happening much, but uh, I'll be live in studio on Tuesday if that's going on. All right. Well, your wife's hoping that uh, that series gets extended so her boyfriend can stay over longer. Thanks, Mark. Hey, hey. hey. Oh, now. Oh, hey. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. All right, Bobby. <laughs> See you later, bud. That is Mark Spector, Stafford Spector, brought to you by our friends. That's the oldest joke in the world, okay? Horse racing, Alberta, and again, watch and wager in live racing. And the Kentucky Derby, this Saturday at Northlands Park. we got a ton of text to get back to. And Jeff uh, Delorier, the Guardian, coming up. Former Oilers netminder. He's part of Hockey Helps Homeless, which takes place this weekend uh, over in uh, Twitter. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.